Best Book Bits brings you Brad Burton, author of four books, UK's number one motivational business speaker, founder of Four Networking, an entertainer, educator, and true motivator. Brad, thanks for being on the show. Michael, how you doing, friend? Yeah, good, thanks. Good. For my audience who don't know the real Brad Burton, tell mm. us a little bit about your story and journey. So it depends which Brad Burton you want to hear about. See, there's two Brad Burtons. There's, there's, there's the Brad Burton that uh, left school with no qualifications, uh, got shot at when he was 21 years old, been addicted to drugs twice, uh, the guy who was on benefits for four years, unemployed, the guy who delivered pizzas at 31. Or are we talking Brad Burton, the four-time best-selling author, the UK's number one motivational business speaker, the guy who changed the way that business networking is done in the UK, and actually, the guy who um, who really turned his life around, and uh, and I think what I do now is I help other people turn their life around because you know my baseline that I started from wasn't great. Well, actually, yes, it was. I just didn't see how great it was, and I think that's what I do. So two sides of the same coin, and the only way that you uh, ever get to find out about the good side is if you get to find out about the not so good side. Yeah, absolutely. And I know as a as a kid, you sort of moved around multiple times. You want to touch on that a little bit i mean that's that's got to be a bit difficult yeah 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 so we moved about 14 times uh, in my my sort of childhood and i remember uh, my mum and I, my dad left when i was six months old and my mum brought me up as a single parent and she did a beautiful job but we did move 14 times and i think all i ever wanted was to 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 find roots and to find my place where i belonged so you know don't get me wrong my my life growing up was 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 good it wasn't there was no trauma or, or drama to deal with other than my dad leaving but you know it's quite a basic uh, level of trauma but what I was really good at as a, as a, as a young man was um, I had lots of charisma I didn't realise it was charisma at the time I didn't know it was just me being me it's a bit like saying to a fish what's the water like and the fish says what water I didn't realise you know the kind of skill set that I had and like more recently in the last say 15-20 years I've kind of worked out you know that adversity that brought me where I am today was as a result of everything that happened in the past. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, hindsight's a wonderful thing. And uh, you've, I know you've got a good old story about your grandfather and mm. your grandmother in the World War II and Adolf Hitler, if you want to sort of put so, that in there. I've, sure. I've that. Yeah, yeah. So, so the reason that you and I are speaking now is because somewhere along the way, I decided to start set a business up 15 years ago and decided to write some books 12 years ago. And, and that's the reason we're talking. But let's just reverse up. Everything happens for a reason, even the shitty stuff. And sometimes it takes, you know, in my case, uh, 25 years when I got shot at, I moved away from Manchester, 200 miles away to a place where nobody knew me. If it wasn't for the worst day of my life, that genuinely was January the 2nd, 1995. If it wasn't for the worst day of my life, I wouldn't have moved away. I wouldn't have started a business. I wouldn't have written the books. We wouldn't be speaking now. But actually, if we just think about this for a second, something so terrible like that, brings us here today. Now, something so terrible like that also brought me in a situation where I met my wife. We've got an amazing family. I've got an amazing life now. That was 25 years ago. Let's go back to World War II. My granddad, uh, it wasn't my granddad at the time, but he actually uh, flew over. He was an American, uh, one of the Yanks, and um, my granddad's black. So he came over. You can imagine how difficult things were back in 1944 in the UK, coming from uh, from Virginia. Anyway, he... Um, he met me and my gran uh, and uh, gave us some bananas and uh, and whatever other people give in, in World War. And um, and he gave her a good old Yankee Doodle Dandy, got her pregnant and then pissed back off to Virginia, uh, leaving my dad 
over in uh, in the UK without a father and uh, like I say mixed race back in 1945 difficult times and um but let's just re- just think about this you and I are speaking as a result of that now if my granddad hadn't come over if there'd been no world war 2 there'd be no Brad Burton the UK's number one motivational business speaker there'd be no four networking there the network that impacted so many people the books that my family but whoa so everything happens for a reason, even the shitty stuff. And this is the thing that I say to people, is sometimes it makes no sense whatsoever until it's in your rearview mirror. So you look at something so, and actually let's be clear, if Adolf Hitler hadn't been born, if my granddad had been on a different flight or a different boat over, if he'd not had sex with my gran that night, wow, mind blown. Steve Jobs says it best. I think he says looking back, you can connect the dots, dots. but mm-hmm. it takes it takes someone of a high caliber to look forward to connect the dots of what you're doing now that's going to lead you on your journey for the next 5, 10, 20 years and the people that you've impacted. But I want to talk about a little bit about at, at 31, you told your boss to shove it up his ass mm. and then you spent the next two years delivering pizzas on weekends to keep you going, 50K in debt before starting your business. So talk to me about that. That's right. That's 50K in Australian dollars. Uh, yeah. 25000 <laughs> in the UK um, so, so, so yeah so yeah I walked out of a job on December the 18th 2004 I told my employer to shove the job up their ass and I remember driving home and it was a wonderful liberating experience it really was for those three hours whilst I drove home I've arrived home and I had a modest you know uh, terraced house like Coronation Street for if you recognise that and um I remember being outside the door going, shit, 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 shit. My blood had gone cold. Because you know when you fucked up and you realise you're in trouble? That. And uh, I over- opened the door and standing before me was eight and a half stone of common sense. My wife, she said to me, you're home early, Brad. Are you here to look after baby Ben while I go shopping? That's one way to look at it, Kerry. The other way is I've told my employer to shove the job up their ass. What do you think, boys and girls? My supportive wife said, she said, you're a fucking idiot. Why couldn't you keep your mouth shut for five days and get your Christmas pay? She had a point. Um... So I started my business off £25,000 in debt, no income, no idea what I was going to do. And uh, the wife was furious with that decision. And, and, and actually, you're going to have sometimes in life and in business, you're going to have well-meaning people telling you you can't do things. And what you've got to do, you've got to start talking yourself into things rather than out of. Uh, so I started my business off and it, it was tough. You know, it was tough. But looking back now, if I'd not done that, I wouldn't be living the life that I am now. So I always say to people, you know, if you walk out of a job, um, are you going to starve to death? No, you'll find a way. What's the, you know, what's the, what's the, the best case scenario? What's the worst case? What's the most likely scenario? And actually what's happened with me is it kind of worked out to be the best case scenario, if I'm honest. But that just shows you, reverse up where we talked before, Mike. Guy addicted to drugs twice, no qualifications, dad left for a six-month old, got shot at. You know, and actually, um, four years on benefits. So, you know, is your life... Or is your baseline worse than that or, or more difficult than that? If it is, then fine. But actually, it just shows that you can turn your life from, uh, around. But the way you've got to turn your life around is by changing this, by changing the way that you think about the world. Because here's what happens. It's a bit like a, it's a, bit like a, a computer game, right? But your computer game, if you used to play a computer game of your life, you'd see quests, you'd have side quests, main quests. But what ends up happening is some people don't bother. They don't bother because it's so far away, the main quest. They don't bother. They think, what's the point? I might as well stay safe. And you stay safe, you stay where you are. Yeah, correct. Absolutely. And I, I've heard this little gem from you before. You've said that there's no self-employed person that has ever died of hunger. True story. Touch on that a little bit. It's, it's, it's true. So um, so, so, so yeah. what, what ends up happening there, Mike, is you've got a situation where, worst case scenario, if you start your own business, 
and it doesn't work, you go back and get a job, which is exactly the same place as what you started in the first place. You know, and the great thing about being self-employed is one of the things I've realised is, you know, you get to uh, choose which 16 hours a day you work. The reality is with this whole caper is it's tough. At the starting point, it's tough. And to get to C, where everyone wants to be, you've got to go via A and B. And A and B is the bit where self-doubt kicks in. A and B is the bit where people people laugh at you. Because let me be quite clear, when I came up with my concept of full networking over in the UK, which is like a business networking like no other, like genuinely like no other, um, the way that we do things is most business networks, you go to that group every single week. What we did with the network, we had 200 groups before COVID uh, that any member could go to. And this was like radical stuff. And, uh, but I remember people saying to me it was a daft idea. And what I say about that is it's only a daft idea if it doesn't work. It did. Yeah, correct. And one of the reasons why you told the boss to go shove it up his ass is because you come from an entrepreneurial mindset and you had all these entrepreneurial ideas and your marketing director job and you went to the office and you had the meeting. You said, mm. what about this idea, this idea, this idea? And they shut down every single one of your ideas. Mm. He said, what the fuck am I doing here for? Why, why am I here? So that was the reason. And then hence doing that, I know I've done a little bit of um, halfway through your first book, Get Off Your Ass, which we'll touch on in a second. Mm. One of the things that you have mentioned as well, you actually had a nervous breakdown nine years ago and it made you stronger than ever. What what caused that? Let me show you. Let me, let me show yeah. you something. Let me show you something, right? Please. Yeah, cool. This this picture is from my office. My office that no longer exists because of COVID. That picture is me at uh, in 2012, 2012, November the 14th, 2012, with my chairman. My chairman at the time was 61 or whatever he is. This is me saying I quit. And it just so happened I had my photographer who'd been shooting me speaking at an event. So let me say what happened. Let me say what happened. So I um, yes, yeah. so <laughs> where we end up in life is a direct result of our decisions generally. And what ends up happening is pebbles in shoes don't magic the way out, right? And so if you've got a pebble in your shoe and you're running, at some point you've got to stop and take the pebble out. But I don't want to stop. And that's what ends up happening is you end up running. As a business owner, you think, I need to keep going. There's lots of things going on right then. I didn't realise from a, you know, if you go to the gym and you lift up weights, if it's too heavy, you're going to rip your muscle. Your brain is a muscle. If you get too much weight on there, mentally, at some point, it cannot take any more. So everything that could go wrong was going wrong. Relationship problems. My weight was was terrible. I was overeating. And the reason I was overeating is because I'm traveling 40,000 miles a year. I was like a, a, a machine that was just a, going from one experience or one business meeting to another business meeting and without any kind of care for myself or self-care. And because I was doing that to build a business, to create this life for my family, I wouldn't have any contact with my family during the week. Well, I would, but you know what I mean? I wouldn't be at home during the week. So I was overeating. I was partying. Um, I was, I was like I say, from a business perspective, I was um, redlining. And it all came horribly, come, come, come crumbling down. My life was like a game of Jenga. And that's probably the best way to describe it. It was a big tower of wobbly success and it only needed one brick to come out and that's what happened there and I said to my chairman I said I quit so everything that could go wrong uh, emotionally mentally spiritually financially legally everything just came bang, 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 and it was just an overwhelm it took me two and a half years to, to, to fix up there but that conversation there that guy said to me at that conversation he said to me he said Brad do you trust me I said yes he said do you trust me 100% I said yes he said you ain't fucking quitting I'm not having it. And if he, if he, is that Tim? No, that, that that's, Tim? that's Terry, that's Terry Cooper. That's Terry Cooper, Terry, Terry, Cooper. Terry Cooper. So, so here's the interesting thing about that. If, if he'd not said that Terry Cooper, 
we wouldn't be here now because I would have quit. He said, I said, I quit. He said, I'm not letting you. He said, do you trust me? I said, yeah. He said, I'm going to give you six months. We'll put a date down right now, six months. And in six months time, if you still feel the same way, boom, we'll do it. That was whenever it was, 23rd, 20, you know, nine years ago. So I think that, is that when you went to the the wilderness and into nature as well and sort of rebalanced and reconnected? Is yeah, that, I, I wouldn't go that far. I'd never gone that, no. you know, the fucking all that no, shit. But, I know, I know you're not, um, we're not going to touch on no, that. No, 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 no. Listen, listen, I, I do look at the world differently now. I, I do look at the, my, my life differently. I do look at everything. I do find find joy in, in, in flowers or whatever it is. Don't get me wrong, I'm not, I'm not I was being facetious then. But, but things change for me. The great thing about a deconstruction, life, business, it gives you an opportunity to rebuild differently. COVID, great example of that. You know, my national network, 5,000 business networking meetings across the UK, uh, £100,000 uh, each, each and every month of revenue went to fucking nothing as from 14 months ago. Nothing. And I've still got bills, I've still got offices, I've still got staff. It was a mess. But once again, once you've come through this situation, you can go, okay, remember what I talked about, about getting shot at or World War II? Everything happens for the reason. So once you recognise that, you go, okay, well, what is the reason? You know, and actually that's what, that was a great thing um, with everything that happened in COVID. I said this whole thing, which is what does this make possible? And it's something that I take forward now. What does this make possible? And it makes po- possible for a fresh start to rebuild yourself differently. And that's exactly what I did. Yeah, absolutely. And I want to talk about the the power of networking. So we've got a mutual friend, Tim Beanland, from yeah, the yeah. podcast, The Experts Blueprint, who connected us. Um, I myself, I'm involved in a startup networking company in Australia. Oh. And I want you to talk to me about for networking and sort of how it started. Yeah, yeah. so it started because I'd gone in, in political terms uh, over in the UK. You've got the loony left where nothing quite happens. You've got the hardcore right. I'm talking in networking, right? So political terms, networking, uh, the loony left, you go there, it's all shabbily involved, looking like a lost child, looking for somebody you know. Uh, there's that, and then the local mayor's talking about the shopping complex and just rubbish. Then you've got the hardcore, right? Where's your leads? Where's your referrals? Where was the mainstream of networking? It never existed until I created it. And that's what for networking was about. We've done something pretty radical, pretty new. But here's the thing, you can go and copy a format, but that's not enough. You need to do something beyond that. It's the culture, and that's the bit that I had. You look at the way that I, I dressed and the way that I look. I recognised that I never fitted in in business. Never. That's not that I, I didn't fit in. My face didn't fit. So what I needed to do is I needed to create a place where... Um, where, where, where I did fit in. Funny enough, we did actually have four networking over in Australia back in 2000. Yeah, 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 yeah. And uh, there was various reasons as to why that didn't work out. But we're actually going to be coming back at some point. True story. Yeah, perfect, perfect. <laughs> I um, So reading your book, Get Off Your Arse, you do mention how four networking started and I, I do like the little uh, slogan you put with cufflinks. Oh, so yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it, yeah. So, so can I just say something there, Michael? That, Please, book, yeah. that, that book, I've not, I, I wrote it in... Um, 2009. No, 2008. It was published in 2009. But Sorry, 2008. I, yeah, yeah. yeah, 2008. So, so, yeah. And which is wild, you think, 13 years ago. So I've not read it for, for the X amount of years, but there's just something about it, which is, you know, it's, um, there it is. It's, is it on that side? There it is, on the back there. No, yeah, it's there. Yeah, I <laughs> yeah. can see it. So, so you know. You, Always eat first. Sorry, go on, mate. Yeah, come on. No, no, but it's just, you know, you look at that whole book there, and it's, it's fascinating. And this is the power of writing and books, which is what you talk about, the best book bits. You know, this books travel. You know, it's just wild in that 
my, and the, what was really lovely about my books is that I said to the wife, if something ever happens to me, I want my children to read the books because every life lesson that they need is within that. And that's the crazy thing about what I've done with my books. They're not conventional business books, and it's far from it. And people said, oh, why don't you do a, a biography? I've kind of done it throughout that books. And you'll realise as you go through those books, you will start seeing like throwbacks to the previous book and mentions that... Uh, you'd get on a deeper level because you've read the previous books. Very clever books, very clever books. Underrated. Well, I, I, hand it, I, I actually hand it to you by writing the book very quickly and getting the book out. And I know you're sitting on it for a long time. Mm. I myself, an author myself, I actually sat on my book for 13 years before wow. publishing it. So I finished it in 2007 and I didn't publish it to 2020. Wow. Which is another story in itself. So anyway, so yeah, books are are a part, but obviously the, the second and third and fourth book are better and better. So I'm looking forward to sharing those me, book summaries with my oh, audience. Oh, thank as you well. so much. Let me just show you something. This is this is my this, this is my book five. So you're getting exclusive book number five. So I'll just go over. Brad's done four books. Get off your ass, 2008. Get off your ass, two. 2011 life business just got easier in 2013 now what and now number five yeah so this is this is book number five which we believe is going to become this is my planning this is how i do my my planning wow. planning for a book and people don't see all this and actually what i've got is where will i find it um i've got a folder of all the stuff but what people don't see is the amount of planning that is done for my books but the, the next book is called um be kind or don't that's my new one got it got it um I'll just take a side note for a sec. So I, I will um, recently listen to a podcast that you did and just want to give my condolences. I know you lost your niece recently right, yeah. to a heart attack. So mm. just want to give my condolences there. And, and you spoke about uh, online harassment with uh, you and another gentleman and how you deal with it. So can you touch on that, obviously, being of course. who you are in the, in so, the online so, space so, as well? So, so I've, all I've ever kind of wanted to do is make a positive difference, right? Now... I'm 48 years old, nearly 50 years old. And I always say this, it says, is spending your evenings arguing with people on Facebook a good use of anyone's time? Of course not. You don't realise, go back to what I said about the fish, you know, what's the water like? People don't realise that they're wasting their life. We've got one life. You know, since we started this, we're about 23 minutes closer to death, the pair of us, right? That's the reality of it. And actually, um, if you only had one day left, of your life, would you be spending it arguing with people on the internet? Of course not, because the reason that we we do spend it or people do spend time on the uh, on, on arguing is because they think they've got loads of days left. But if it was their last day, they wouldn't do that. And that's what I do with my life. I don't waste any of it because I realise how valuable it is. You know, today is as valuable as the last day of the life. That's the reality of it. This is you know, it's twenty four hours is twenty four hours. So what ends up happening is. As I've gone through this thing, if you worked in an office with 100 people, Michael, uh, two people in that office wouldn't like you, regardless of what you do. They think you're a fucking idiot, right? It doesn't make no difference what you do. If you work in an office with 1,000 people, 20 people wouldn't like you, regardless of what you do. Now, if you've been running a network with thousands of people for the last 15 years, guess what? You're going to have some people that don't like you. For whatever reason, right or wrong, they don't like you. The internet has allowed those people that don't like you to form <laughs> in groups, Right, so they can get an echo chamber, right? That's what's going on recently, which is people, you know, people say, oh, rise above it. So I've been getting shit online. And actually people say, rise above it. People don't want conflict, and that includes me. But by not having conflict, you end up having a situation where they get emboldened and believe. And Be Kind or Don't was a campaign that I set up a couple of weeks ago because I thought to myself, I'm getting fucked off with this because I'm getting all my thousands of members or people saying to me, have you 
you've seen what somebody's saying about you. Outright lies. And I'll give you an example of how terrible this is, right? It's a stronger metaphor, but I'm going to say it right now because people say, rise above it, rise above it. Imagine, and this didn't happen, by the way, but I'm just going to just show you the extremeness of it, of how you can get away legal law. You can say anything you want and nobody could say anything. I'll tell you what, I'm not going to say too much about Michael Knight, but let's just say you wouldn't want him babysitting your children. And I go put that on social media. What's your reaction? Now, and people, are, your friends are saying, what's he, what's he on about? And then people who you had to run him seven years ago, your previous employer, they're going, yeah, well, I thought it was from a dodgy. Whoa. And that's what is that kind of whisper, not whisper, it's kind of dog whistle campaign to create this unease with people. Disgusting. Disgusting, genuinely. And they would never say it to your face. Uh, and that's, oh, that's the th- uh, totally. And yet, for whatever reason, these people feel they've got impunity. So anyway, I thought to myself, right, fuck this. What I'm going to do for a bit of fun is I thought, right, uh, a couple of years ago, uh, a lady called Caroline Flack committed suicide. She was an entertainer over in the UK because of social media pressure that she'd got for, right? And actually, there was a campaign in the UK, hashtag be kind, be kind, be kind. And that's why I came up with be kind or don't be kind. Unless, of course, you don't like somebody, at which point tear the arse out of them. And this is the thing. And I said, and I went on, I was quite strong. I said, listen, imagine that I killed myself, right? Oh, trigger warning. Imagine that I killed myself. Tomorrow, everyone will be deleting the posts and going, oh, I didn't mean that. What I meant to do was this. I'm not going to kill myself. But remember what I said, mental health issues, right? There comes a point when I had a nervous breakdown, 2013, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not above them. So somewhere along the way, everyone's got a breaking point. So I thought to myself, yeah. bollocks to this. I thought, right. And I said to them, I said that. I said, if I killed myself, how would you feel? I said, because actually you can come after me for whatever bullshit reason, and it is bullshit. But what about my family? What about my wife? Is she being affected by your bullshit? So anyway, I went, right, that's it. As from tomorrow, if you, you've got an opportunity night now, 24 hours, delete your posts or I'm going to put you on blast. And what I'm going to do is I'm going to share what you've said about me. I'm not going to say anything without comment. Your name, your business is going to be associated with that. Bosh. And that's what I did. And they thought I was bluffing. And then every single day, I said, right, another one, another one, another one, another one. Legals have dropped on them. Ba 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 And it, shoot, they dropped off because they didn't want it. Once again, it's great being in an echo chamber online, thinking you're in a private Facebook group with 40 people saying Brad Burton, this, that, and the other. Not so cool when you get your own name and your business associated with what you've said. And that's what the Be Kind or Don't campaign was about. And it's worked beautifully. Yeah, I- I, I agree, and half my family's from Norwich, and I actually lived in London and London yeah. uh, for quite some time uh, in 2012. My wife actually taught in the UK school system. Amazing. I think this book in yourself would be perfect for the the, mm. the high school school mm. system um, to let people know that you know bullying does start in high school, and at the end of the day, online comments can make people do some silly things. But yeah, even yourself, a, a big lad like yourself, no one's going to say the words uh, that they say online to you face to face. But this so. is the thing with it, right? So just because I can take it doesn't mean it's right, right? Just because I can take it doesn't mean it's right. And this is what the thing about bullying. If I, was, right. if I was to flip what they're saying to me, if I was to go and get 40, 50 people, which I could do with ease, right? Ease, I could get thousands to say stuff about their business. And here's the, the, the irony was, a lot of these people, 95% of these people, I could give you a counter reason as to why they don't like me. For instance, somebody left uh, my network and said, oh, it was because Brad Burton's a bully. Actually, the reason that this individual left the network is that they was banging everyone's husband and they got found out, they had to leave and they had to explain to the husband why they'd left this network that they loved 
And he went, yeah, because Brad Burton's this, that, and the other. No, because he can't say to the husband, ah, I got caught banging everyone's husband. Someone else ripped off some people for money. What I ended up doing, and this is the thing, is you might have, if you saw the campaign, you'd see what happened. Somebody's going on there saying, oh, I'm Brad Burton's this, that, and the other. And I went, okay, let me show you a counter, a counter idea. And what we did is we shared some, some information that we had that showed why they might have been removed from the network, that perhaps they owed people some money. And we made that decision. Yet they don't say, oh, it's because I ripped people off. They say it's because four networking is this that, and the other. Listen. Yeah, and you were trying to save face. I was trying. I was trying to save them from themselves. And this is the thing. I did five of them. Five people going on social media saying them this that and the other. I went, okay, evidence. Boom. Amazing. Fascinating. Fascinating case today. And, and just a segue as well. I know what COVID has sort of done to your business, mm. and you were one of the first to actually go from face to face to webcam to webcam. Mm. So touch on that a little bit. And I know you made the decision very, very quickly. So I, I've written a book on now what, and, and the, the only time that people ever ask that question, now what, is when the shit's hitting the fan. You get someone pregnant, uh, somebody dies, you lose a job, you lose a contract. And actually, the thing is, people under stress don't make great decisions. So what I do is I don't make decisions under stress. What I do is I make decisions, so I almost know what I'm going to do. In the event of an alien invasion, which is coming, uh, I kind of know what I'm doing. In the event of this, I kind of know what I'm doing. I'm not going to be panicking, going, shit, what do we do? So even when COVID was coming, um, everyone was panic buying in the UK. I'd panic bought eight weeks prior to that. Like genuinely, my wife's thinking about those crackers at the time, and I'd like pulses, bread, you know, bread, uh, flour, the lot. I was eight weeks before everyone else. Now what mentality? So when it comes to uh, COVID coming in, and I recognised what was going on, so we put in place the online networking and we did beautifully because we were the first one. And whilst everyone else was waiting to see what happens, we would kind of made it happen. Um, and I think what I say, and I've, I've genuinely got it in, in this, this office somewhere, um, I got a blank piece of paper, A3, when I knew it was coming, and I knew my business was going to go kaput. And I wrote on the top, what does this make possible? And I filled in this piece of paper. It'd be like a relic somewhere, genuinely in this office. And, um, and, and actually what it made possible was for that fresh start. And once again, if I'd not gone through that situation, maybe I'd been like everyone else panicking. But once you realise that I've overcome every single thing that has ever come my way, no matter whether it's getting shot at, whether it's losing my job, whether it's you know nervous breakdown, marriage problems, legal problems, whatever, I've overcome it. And once you recognise that, you can have confidence in your decisions. Yeah, absolutely. And how many online uh, networking? We've run, we've run, um, we've run three. Th- yeah, are you daily? Uh, yeah, I've been on the website. Yeah, it's crazy. Well, it is, and we've got more. We've we've run three thousand six hundred, I think, since lockdown online, which is amazing. Yeah, yeah. yeah congratulations. Thank you. And and the and and the thing that people don't understand, you're actually hosting a party where people are coming together doing joint ventures, partnerships, friendships, relationships, mm. and everything starts from hello. You're the one actually connecting people. And as I said before earlier, the the dots that are going to be connected going forward all come from your roots and from your, you know, every single business owner basically has taken a risk. So, you know, I applaud you for connecting people because uh, going forward, we, we're all people. But you know what, Michael? At Look at this. If it wasn't for World War Two, there'd be no four networking. There'd be no those thousands yeah. of people whose lives have been positively impacted. There'd be no books and people who've read it. There'd be no Brad Burton speaking at ZeroCon in front of three thousand accountants. There'd be no. This is like mind blowing. And once you realise that, that actually, you know, and if this was my last day on on this earth, and I hope it's not, and I've got 20, 30, 40 years ahead of me, I'll have it recorded. So that's okay. Thank you. But you know what? I've achieved, I've achieved so much. I've, I've achieved more than I could ever have anticipated. And somebody said to me, oh, you've got self-limiting beliefs. 
And I said, what are you on about, you fucking idiot? This was on Clubhouse. Somebody said, I've got self-limiting beliefs. Grant Cardone. I couldn't give two fucks what Grant Cardone does. What I'm interested in is my life. My life. My life. Right? My, I don't need to straddle a jet in order to, to, to find success. What I needed to do, and this is where people go wrong, is what life's about. Life's about contentment. Life's about happy. And when you get content and when you get happy, you don't need anything more. Right? I've got every material thing that I could possibly sensibly wish for. Sensibly. You know, would I like a Lamborghini? Yes. Can I be asked working for it? No. So that's, a, that's the reality of it. Could I get a Lamborghini? Yes. If I was prepared to work for it. I'm not. So what I'm quite prepared for is this relaxing, being content, and of course, being happy. Did you um, purchase a Bugatti recently or was that, did I? No. <laughs> no, so, so, so no, no, no. But what I did, and this is, this is, this is, I did it on purpose. This is the social media trap that people fall into, right? Is that, you know, no one's life is as perfect as the timeline. No one's, right? I've got a, a BMW i8 with orange accents on, like my colour, orange accents on. And a friend of mine sent me a picture of a Bugatti with orange accents on. I put it on my timeline and I wrote, haters are going to say that I've just took the picture off the internet, which is exactly what I've done. And, and this, but, but you see, it would be all too easy for me to paint that picture for other people and say, hey, come to my workshop and masterclass. You'll learn the secrets about YouTube. Because... And, but, and this is the danger that people have got right now is that they're falling into this, this social media trap about what success is. And I believe that success is about being happy. And that's the bit that people don't teach. But, but when people teach happy, it's more hippies generally, not brads. <laughs> yeah, I, I agree with you. And I want you to talk to me about why you think personal development is a scam. Yeah, I think, you know, I've been doing personal development um, for 15 years or whatever it is. And I've never been to a, a course. I've never been to a course. I think what happens is um, the personal development. So I changed the way that business networking was done in the UK. I changed the way that business books were done in the UK. No two ways about it. Nobody swore on their books before I came up with Get Off Your Ass. Nobody. It was so radical, right? And, um, and actually, motivational speaking, I've changed the game. Tattoos look like a drug dealer, not by the way, anymore. But but we all can all change. But, but the reality is with the, with, with, the, uh, with the personal development game, is I've come into that space again to change the game. Because what ends up happening is people think it's so expensive. Why do you think it's so expensive? It must work. Oh, okay. And what I've done is I've come at it from another place. And I just, I, 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 I've got a, if you used to put like a, a fucking USB cable in my head, I, my primary directive is to make a positive difference. And I think that most people's primary directive is to make more money. And that's to fund the Bugatti, to fund the machine. I don't have that machine, so therefore I don't have to spend, earn a load of money in order to, to stay where I am. So I think that personal development is a scam. Well, I think that the, the, the highest level in the, in the world is a scam. I do, I, I believe that. And I think people, uh, people are like sheep. They follow along blindly. And, 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 and also I think that people are confusing Facebook likes and blue ticks with authority and expertise. Yeah. I, I agree. I'm an actual big fan of Dan Pena, which gives all his stuff away for free. Mm. Um, I actually have 700 book summaries in video, written and audio format that. for free. Yep. And I've done it for 13 years for free. So you can learn for free on the internet, no charge. And it's I'm all about people. Like at the end of the day, my highest value is people. People, education, you change a person, they change five, five, 25, 100. Mm. And it goes on and on and on. Um, yeah, you don't need a $5,000 ticket to a seminar to, to change your life. You can get a... No, 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 don't, don't, like, don't get me wrong. Okay. I've just done something called Kingmaker. This literally... Yeah, I want to talk about it. What, what is Kingmaker? So, so in, in essence, right, this is... 
I, I asked myself a question. How did this guy who talked to you roughly about my old life, how did I go from there to where I am right now? And I've gone through, this is my, my workbook, which I've created, which effectively, I'm a big computer gamer, massive computer gamer. Right, so you were you were reviewing uh, games back in the BBC in the north. That's right, in Channel Four. Yeah. Um, so 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 this is Kingmaker. Effectively, what I've done is I've based it on computer games. If you think about a computer games, I'll give an example. You and I play Street Fighter. When we're at full energy, and you're at full energy. You you. When you're at full energy, you'd fight differently than if you was at quarter of energy. Right? Think about it. Yeah, you'd fight differently. You'd be more defensive. So what I've realised is, is when you play a computer game, you've got these heads-up displays, Call of Duty, energy. Oh, I need, I, need, I need healing. Right, so you go and get healing. I've only got so much ammunition. I've done that. I've, I've turned it into a computer game. I've turned life into a game. Now, I, I've run my kingmaker now. I'm on my third or fourth one um, at the moment. And I'm telling you, I'm changing people's fucking lives. It's mind-blowing. Yesterday, one ended, and some of the quotes would come in were just like fucking mind-blowing, like life-changing. And I think that because I've changed my life, I'm in a position to be able to help people change their lives. And, and, and like, I'll give you one final thing on this one. If you think about what ends up happening or, um, as, as a jigsaw, the way that you do a jigsaw is you get the corners and you get the outsides and then you do the middle. The reason that I know to get the corners is my granddad told me how to do that when I was seven years old. If he'd not told me how to do that, what I would have done is I would have worked it out eventually. But granddad kind of did that. And what ends up happening in life is we're looking at social media and going, oh, they've got a perfect jigsaw. And, and, and consequently, you're thinking, well, I've got pieces missing in mine. And what people are doing is they're looking for the, the, these pieces that are missing. They're looking there and what you need to do. If you look at a jigsaw, you've got pieces missing. If you look at a jigsaw, zoom into a piece. You won't see any pieces missing. And that's what I do. I say, right. You know, your jigsaw, everyone's got pieces missing. On occasion, in our lives, we have the most perfect jigsaw. Everything's perfect but it's fleeting. Somebody comes along and takes a piece. You drop some pieces, you lose some pieces. And I've realized that actually this is, remember what I said about contentment and happiness? Actually, yes, we've all got pieces missing. I would like to have hair, you've got amazing hair. I'd like to have hair. Those days are fucking finished. I had hair, I didn't appreciate it. So that's what Kingmaker's about. Kingmaker's about appreciating what you've got and recognizing that one size doesn't fit all. You know, you've got a beautiful suit there. If I tried your suit on that might be tailored, it wouldn't fit me. It would look like shit and vice versa. One size doesn't fit all. And that's what Kingmaker's about. Kingmaker's about me working with you on what you need to work on. Not what I'm telling you need to work on, what you need to work on. You're essentially giving people the framework to then work out their own strategies and tactics that work for based them. Based on, based on their ability, based on their ability, their skills, their, do you see? Rather than me saying, oh, just because I can go and fucking speak in front of thousands of people, doesn't mean that you can. In the same way, do you see what I'm saying? So so I'm, I'm rubbish at sports. I can't I can't use footballs, I'm rubbish with them. But So there's no point in trying to teach me to be a footballer because I could be better, but I'm never going to be good enough. So what you've got to do is work out what you want to do and let's focus on that. And actually, rather than putting a lamp on your life, which is what everyone does, I say, right, okay, lamp on your life, forget that, laser. What do we need to fucking fix? And that's what I've done. And that's why everyone feels better because you've stopped looking at these pieces that you're missing that you're never going to be able to replace. You're never gonna, I'm never going to be a bodybuilder. I'm never going to be like a fucking, you know, one of Mr. Olympia. So if I'm looking at Muslim fitness magazines every single day, I'm going to get despondent. I'm going to feel sad. Sometimes to change your life, you need someone to look at your life. True story, but that's what I do. Is I give people the time and the framework to look at the life like a computer game.
Yeah, no, perfect. How did you become UK's number one motivational business speaker? Talk to me the story of there. I know I read a little so, bit in your so, book. And so people, have, people yeah. often ask me that, Michael, how did you become the UK's number one motivational business speaker? I just made a fucking website and said I'm the UK's number one motivational business speaker. You know, <laughs> so, 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 but, but once again, there's no lies. Right? So I'll give you an example. You and I are in a nightclub. There's a $20 note on the floor and I say, Michael, pick that up. And you go, no, Brad, you pick it up. Michael, you pick it up. No, Brad, you pick it up. You're nearer. And as we're talking, somebody comes along, sees the £20, $20, picks it up and walks off. Now what happens is me and you are recriminating. Fucking, I told you to pick it up. And you say, well, you should pick it up. You, should pick it. you saw it first. Bang. Now, that's what I did. The UK's number one motivational business speaker. I was asking on my, on my travels, who's the UK's number one motivational business speaker? And I never heard a single name repeated twice. Not once. I thought to myself, wow, that is an opportunity. And as soon as I picked up that $20, everyone who's a motivational speaker kicked off and said, well, he's not the UK's number one. I said, well, who is? Well, it's not you. Why? So where's the lead table? You know, if you're qualified, if uh, any qualification that you've ever got or whatever, it's just fucking made up by someone clever. So just make your own award up. Now, don't get me wrong. I got a number plate. I got a number plate behind me. World's largest free book summary website. No one's challenged me on it because it's the largest free in video, written in audio format. There are others that are larger, but you have to pay for it. This is free. Beautiful. It's the Wikipedia of summary. Well, so no one's challenged me. I'm waiting for someone to be bigger, so then I can go bigger Mike, again. Mike, can I give? Um, can I? Can, I don't know if it's possible. I'm prepared to give you my. I've got uh, my four books. The third one was published by Wiley Capstone, but I'm absolutely 100% prepared to give you them for free to distribute to one, two, and three. One, one, two, and four. Get off your ass, one, two, and no. Now what? Absolutely free charge to you. We'll do it. We'll, we'll do it. We'll send it to my email list, and uh, we'll give some books away. Wonderful. Um, but yeah, I. I, I, I love reading that, how when you realise, hang on a sec, you are the number one motivational business. Uh, business so, so, so Mike, business. Mike, Mike, and, Mike, Mike, and here's the thing, there's no fucking records of that term prior to me coming up with it. Motivational business speaker, it sounds like it's been there for, since day one. Never, it didn't exist. So if you go and type motivational business speaker, I'm number one on Google, all the way because I had 10 years or five years before everyone started then copying it. Brilliant. Yep. Now, I, I'm, I know we're going to run out of time, so I'm going to play a quick game with you. It's called the quote game. So I'm going to read some of your best one-liners I've come across, and I want you to expand on them. Okay? Go. Are you ready for this? Be the best you. Why wait? True story. So if you're thinking about me uh, being 48 now, I, I, I was 30, 31 before I started my own business. It's like, what the fuck was going on? I used to walk past signposts that said, Brad, start your own business. Well, it's not for me. <laughs> what, me? And, and actually, that's what it's about. It's like, be the best you. You know, don't be, don't copy me. Just be the best you. You know, sometimes you get up out of bed and you're full of beans and enthusiasm. And sometimes you're miserable. What's the difference? Get out of bed, but be your best you. Absolutely. Our second quote. No plan B. Hmm, true story. If you've got a plan B, you don't believe in your plan A. And if you don't believe in your plan A, don't get upset when other people don't believe in it either. Yep. And if you're encountering enemies when you're moving, you're moving in the right direction. Hey, I'm a computer gamer, double dragon. If you've ever played it, that's what happens. You've got empty screens. There's no challenges. There's no people coming to attack you. Keep moving. Another one you talk about mourning your own your old life, mourning your old. So life. what we end up doing is uh, we end up grieving, and the process of grief is denial, uh, then it's uh, anger, then it's depression, then it's acceptance. What so many people want to do, they want to go back to a place that no longer exists. What life was like before they got divorced. What life was like when they had the business. What life was like before COVID. It's fucking gone. It's fucking gone. Give it up. Stop mourning your old life. Get to acceptance and move on. 
Perfect. Next one. Can't skip the steps. True story. Think about it. I'm on the bottom of my steps in the house. Number one, I want to get to the top. Is there a way for me to get from the bottom to the top? Can I jump? I could probably get to stair three or four or five. I'd have bruised knees. Just take your time. There's no rush. I'd rather get to the top sensibly and intact than actually do it and be injured and bruised. Yeah, perfect. Couple last ones. This is not how the story ends. True story. When I think about this, um, anytime I've ever wanted to quit, and I've wanted to quit uh, nine times in the last uh, 15 years, and um, that's what I say to myself. This is not how our story ends. So I want you to think that you're writing a book and you're halfway through the book and you're the main story or the main hero. And actually the hero wants to quit or comes across from adversity. No, this isn't how the story ends. And what I want you to do is I want you to write that last chapter and work back from where you are. Yeah, perfect. I've got to read this one out. So you've said an expert is someone who's made all the mistakes in their niche and having made a down payment for future life decisions you can avoid. Mm. So if you think Heavy. if you think about it, whenever you make a decision, you're, the reason that people don't make decisions is they're scared that they're wrong ones. Let me tell you something. An expert is someone who's made all the mistakes in a particular niche field. So therefore, if you want to be considered an expert at public speaking, then you've got to have died lots of times. So when you make a decision, if you get it right, it moves you one step towards success. If you get it wrong, it's one step towards being an expert. And actually, once you start making more and more mistakes, you're less likely to make them in future. So don't be afraid of making mistakes they move you forward even if they move you backwards perfect and last one you said where does it end hmm. well it doesn't and that's the thing with it with anything or any 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 life you've got to ask that question where does it end same goes for me with business same goes for me with business where does it end i'm in a situation right now somebody said to me why don't you retire to do what I retired back in 2016 and then after three months of playing PlayStation games and going to the gym, I went, oh, this is fucking boring. I started Kingmaker and started now at the club and stuff. So it doesn't end. It always goes on. And this is what you shouldn't do. You should always be looking ahead of you rather than ending. Well, I, I realised that myself. So when you hit all your goals, the question is then what? And the then what question is your purpose. So when you get everything materialistically, everything you want in life, sure. The question is then what are you going to do? What you're going to do is what you really should be doing, which is living your life through purpose, which is service of others, which all comes down to people. So um, so that's, thanks for playing the quote game. Now, a couple of little things before we finish off. I just have to tell you, I love the little Brad Burton book cutout from your first book. <laughs> you actually put a cutout bookmark. But in yeah, but you know book. what? Listen, it was just because it, it, it was either, it, we, I, I think we had three three blank pages for that chapter or whatever. Let's so just put that in there. It's just for a bit of fun. But you know, let's 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 just be clear here with this whole thing. Is people take life too seriously? People take none of us are getting out of this a fucking live, right? People take life too seriously. People take business too seriously. Have fun in every element of your life. Now, last question before we wrap up, and I know you're from the UK and, and I live there and got family there. You know the TV show Come Dine mm. With Me? Yep. Okay, so if you were on Come Dine With Me and you had to take three people from the past who were famous, who were dead, who would they be and what would you serve them? So... Tony Blair. Tony Blair was a real idol of mine. I know, okay, history's not been kind to him, but... I was a long-term unemployed and Tony Blair got into government and within nine days, I'd got myself a job. There was something about that euphoria, things can only get better. Him, Obama, I love Obama. Uh, I think he's, a, once again, another uh, amazing leader, great speaker. And I'd be interested in, 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 in actually, uh, with Obama, um, asking him about those UFOs. Um, 
I'm a big UFO nut. I've been into them for 40 years. Me, me, I'm, uh, I'm a recovering addict. Oh, no, so no, no. Well, that, we'll yeah, please. I'm not recovering, but I, I do. I've yeah. got some theories about it. And I, I do believe we're on the cusp of a world changing forevermore. Um, so Obama, and I'd probably also have Steve Jobs. Steve Jobs, absolute innovator. So, uh, you know, on the fly, I've not really thought about them, but those three there. What, what, what would you, what would you um, say? Them? I'm not even considered that. I'm a, I'm a vegetarian now. How do you know, by the way, if, you didn't, if you're a vegetarian, don't worry, they'll tell you. Oh, I used to be a vegetarian for three years before I met oh, well done. Good so chicken. Well, she, she, yeah, she, she sorted yes. you out. So I don't know even what, yeah, I, don't, I had no idea what to serve them. Or a takeaway, correct. Uber Eats. Uber Eats and have a wine. Yeah, perfect. Is there anything you want to leave with the audience or anything you, last words? Yeah, you know, just just to say thank you. What an amazing opportunity. And uh, it's almost magical. If you look at what we're doing right now, the fact that you're where you are and I'm where I am and the fact that we can talk real term and you can get this to a wider message. I just want to make a positive difference and understand this to your audience. Look, whatever the fuck's going on in your life, right? You can overcome it. You will overcome it. You have overcome it. All right, keep going, keep going, keep going. And the best place for people to reach you on social media or websites you want to share and Sure. So Brad Burton, if you are interested in being mentored by me, Brad Burton uh, forward slash now what club or now what you'll find it. And also the Kingmaker thing there. But just find me, Brad Burton. And please do follow me. Get us a hook up. Me, tell you, listen to the interview. I'm Bosch. My final thing, um, I'm now religious. I don't know if you know. I've got my own religion. It's called Bradism. Help many, hurt few, live life. Perfect. Brad, thanks for being a guest on the Best Book Bits podcast. And we'll speak to you soon. Thanks, Mike. Legend. Brad, that was fantastic.